G'day listeners, Braden French here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. You're probably not commuting into work, so thanks for taking time out to have a listen. I hope you find this week's episode encouraging and worthwhile. I certainly enjoyed listening to our guests. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, we're recording up here in the Macedon Ranges, north of Melbourne, and the NBN up here is a little bit dodgy. So there are a few brief moments in the conversations where the sound lags a little bit. Uh, I've done my best to edit it, but some of the things were too important to cut out. So I hope you can bear with us. Uh, We can't wait to get back into the studio with production staff and editing crew and proper gear. But uh, until then, we are out here at the shed doing our very best, as I'm sure you are wherever you're working from. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode. G'day and welcome to another episode of your favourite youth ministry podcast, Work Experience. My name is Braden French and I am coming to you live from the emergency bunker for Work Experience podcast in this time of social isolation, quarantine and lockdown. Now, I'm not going to lie, podcast listening has plummeted because no one's commuting, but I'm committed to delivering you important conversations, and today is one of those. I'm delighted to have a few friends join us for conversations about how church communities are adapting in this time, what we're learning, and what the future might look like. So, without any delay, let's jump into our first conversation with my friends Radhika and Adrian. Today on the podcast, I've been able to rope in some old friends, Rads and Adrian, to join us. Do you guys want to say good day? Hi, everyone. Uh, lovely to be with you all. So, yeah, so I'm Radhika. Lots of people call me Rads. Um, I'm a minister of the word, and both Adrian and I are ministers at Leichhardt United Church in the inner west of Sydney. Yeah. I'm also the United Church chaplain at Sydney University. And you're married. It's we true. Are, yeah. Yep. Still, yep. like it's still. Give it another month. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're still early days of lockdown. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much. Uh, I reached out and the topic of this week's uh, podcast is looking at how communities and or church communities are shifting to this space. And so uh, I'm trying to chat to a few leaders of those communities just to find out uh, what's going on and, and what it looks like on the ground. So What's it been like for the community at Leichhardt and yourselves as uh, the ministry team there? What's that shift looked like over the last couple of weeks? I think it's been like, it's been an extraordinary quick shift in the sense like it's hard to believe that it's like, we've only done three weeks of live stream services now. Like that's just, weird to me it feels like so much longer than that and even just the shift of, of how we got there like when when obviously things started to to escalate uh we got to the point where we were we were contemplating doing some sort of live streaming from the church for people who wanted to self-isolate but there was no kind of, at that point no sense of uh urgency. urgency around us stopping worship and we so we started to buy some equipment and all that kind of stuff to do that stuff from the church building and then days later it was like oh it's all over we're out kind of let's do this from home so let's learn how to do that really quickly so yeah it's been a whirlwind i guess in that regards um but uh, yeah. it, it's probably worth talking about what like at united church is like we are a primarily 
younger congregation. Most of our, around two thirds of our people would be under 30 years old. Um, we have a strong, uh, strong presence at the university. And so a lot of our members are university students. Um, and so, so moving to online, anything relatively speaking was pretty comfortable for our community. Um, there are a, a smattering of older people in our congregation who are just not tech savvy, uh, but who are really happy with just phone calls um, regularly. Uh, but for the for the bulk of our congregation, uh, online streamed things are relatively normal for people. Um, I think the thing that we had to deal with initially was the sense of grief uh, from almost everyone about the the uh, yet another social thing being taken away from them. Uh, yep. So at the time that we made the decision, you know, things like unis were, were stopping classes and going online and um, soccer clubs were stopping and, and all those kind of social interactions for people's lives were ceasing to exist. And I think there was a sense of grief and do we really have to take away church as well? Um, but, but I think people have uh, grieved that quickly and, and are pretty happy with uh, the fact that church is still happening in some mm. way. Yeah pretty weird i guess it's hard for us from one sense because we're on the other side of the thing we're like we're offering something to our congregation and we're not sort of obviously not with them and not seeing how they receive it apart from comments on facebook mm. and and like what they tell us afterwards but yeah like there's i think the general consensus it's not as weird as people thought it would be like the whole online church thing wasn't as as off-putting as people mm. thought and actually people are kind of appreciating it, enjoying the regularity of it and we're getting... And surprisingly still feel a sense of community. Yeah, yeah, they're still finding that even amidst the weirdness of it. Mm. I think um, what I've appreciated, uh, I last Sunday, Palm Sunday, uh, I didn't, but I remember the first week sort of everyone went online. I just became, I would just went church hopping just to drop in and see what everyone was doing it. And uh, some are doing better than others. But what I appreciate about yours was you didn't pretend you were, am I right? You are, you're on your couch in your lounge room yeah. and, and recognizing that that's where everyone else is as well. And I think that's significant because some, some, you know, we've got people preaching to empty churches and cathedrals and yet you are, I mean, you're also both uh, immensely musically talented. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, the Leichhardt choir video that went viral but I mean, you're playing to your strengths and you, but you, I think that setting allows the intimacy as well. This sense of like, we're, we're, we're here virtually with you on the lounge sort of thing. Yeah. I think, yeah. Was that one of the first decisions? One of the first decisions we had to make was whether we would live stream from home or from the church, which is only a couple of blocks from us. And the feeling from us is that because next door to us, we run a 25 bedroom student house, um, which, uh, you know, more than half the residents are still there. Uh, there was kind of a sense from us that if we were to continue offering things from the church, it would feel, I don't know, like we were rubbing it in people's faces that they weren't allowed to be there. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to model the fact that we were physically isolating ourselves, but still offering worship. So that the lounge setting was, um, it, it seemed right. Yeah, it seemed yeah. right. So you guys are having this crappy experience of sort of having to be forced out of your comfort zone into to stay at home, we should probably be in the same place in mm. some ways. It also helped that we, when we tried to order the tech to allow us to do it in the church, it actually only arrived today. So we wouldn't have been able to do it even if we wanted to in the, mm. in the same way. So. Yeah, there was, a, there was a run on any sort of live streaming equipment. Yeah. Uh, sold out. Um, uh, as we... 
are in this space now for a couple of weeks and, and we're learning some of those skills. I wonder um, if you guys are aware of or, or have considered what we might be learning about uh, who we are as church and Christian community, uh, having had the face-to-face connection removed. And obviously that challenges a lot of who we are and how we function and behave. But is there anything that uh, you're learning or perhaps being surprised by um, outside, I guess, of the delivering of worship experiences, but into the, the fuller uh, experience of Christian community? I think the thing that I find I found particularly interesting is is the way in which people attach themselves to a particular community and then feel tied to that community even when they move away. And so, so for us, what it's meant that sort of bringing stuff online is that we have uh, at least a couple of people in Darwin and a couple of people in the US who who consider themselves to be part of our community, but obviously aren't there regularly for because they don't live here. But have, and so have spoken of like this being the best part of, of, of the trauma that everyone's going through is that they can actually re-engage, that they can find, be almost of equal parts with um, everyone and, and still participate and, and, and rejoin the community that, that's been really influential for them. And so it's been really lovely. I guess one of the weird perks of, of the space is being able to find uh, that for people. I think the other one that, I, that comes to mind was we one of our, uh, one of our congregants is, is in a wheelchair and she talked about how much she, how, great things were in one sense for her right now because she was not excluded from as many groups and places as she often was because of accessibility. She was had the same ability to access this, what everyone else could and was like just loving that opportunity of doing the stuff that everyone else could do. Equal playing field. Equal playing field, which yeah, is a really wonderful. interesting uh, outcome, I guess, of, of what we're going through. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think specifically the like art, so, so our mission statement, has three kind of things, keeping faith, doing justice and building community. And I think uh, part of the way we live that out in normal circumstances is to really value and nurture community, particularly on Sundays, but during the week as well in hospitality and uh, Bible studies, whatever else. Um, But I was initially worried when we moved online that, that Facebook live streaming would be a performance of worship that people would just, you know, watch and listen to as they would a TV show and just think, Oh, that's nice you know, like that, that it wasn't particularly, it wasn't the work of the people. Um, but, but I found that people are engaging with each other so beautifully there. Um, there's a real sense of needing to and wanting to love one another and reaching out to people who are even more isolated because they are not tech savvy. Um, you know, people wanting to do things for one another much more so than in normal times. So that's been a really kind of lovely blessing in amongst all of this, that people are wanting to be community when they can't see each other. Mm. Yeah. yeah, great. I, I think it certainly, um, it, it has come, I think Adrian, you said at the beginning, it has come quickly, um, but we're beginning to see that um, with a bit of creativity and courage, there are opportunities to engage and do things differently. Um, one of the, I do want to give a plug um, and give us the backstory. Uh, what I saw was uh Leichhardt, a sort of um, extended Brady Bunch screen of uh, Leichhardt Musos performing an originally written, is that, what do you call it? Correct, yes. Yeah, a new song uh, in harmony, like at the same time. Uh, Give us the backstory and and we will drop that link on the show notes on our website um, for people if they haven't seen it. 
Yeah, brilliant. So, uh, so fifth Sundays of the month are usually combined services at Leichhardt and at those services and at other special services, we bring a choir together. We happen to have a lot of people who uh, can sing. Um, and so rehearsals for the anthem for the fifth Sunday of March happened a few days before the decision was made to shut down face-to-face uh, -face services. Uh, and I certainly had the sense and other people um, put it together in a multi-screen kind of format. Um, and people were scared of doing that. It was really, uh, it was kind of a vulnerable thing to do, but, but valued the opportunity mm. to give it a go and um, people were really proud of the results. So. A lot of people join the choir because they don't want to be the only one singing. I think they like singing, but they don't want to do it on their own. And yeah. so there, that's the vulnerability of you have to do it on your own in this, this context. <laughs> yeah. But I think that people have seen the value of it and so if we did happen to do it again you'd probably get more even more people wanting mm. to wanting to join in yeah for sure absolutely no it was it was wonderful um and yeah i i think i think you know from an outsider's perspective and i think on behalf of a lot of people they're like yeah no there's no reason to shy away from creativity from artistic expression mm. from um you know experimentation um within whilst confined to these uh, restrictions final question have you had a moment and i realize it is uh tuesday of holy week uh, and i'm speaking to two ministers but have you had a moment to think about what uh for your community this looks like if we sort of look sort of two three four months ahead Hmm. Yeah, it's, I guess it's a, something that's constantly under review for us. And so like we, we've kind of made plans until the end of April to kind of do a morning and an evening service for live streaming those and um, except for Easter's just going to be one, but um, yeah. And so, and see how that's going, seeing whether that's sustainable so far. I mean, again, it's, again, it's the weirdness of it. We're only three services in, so it's, it's really yep. early days and we've got really good feedback and engagement from the, community but who knows how long that's going to last are people going to tire of the medium or tire of how things are going and and i could understand that happening and so i guess for us it's about not setting ourselves up to the, oh this is the thing we're going to do for now from now on it's sort of that regular review regular thinking about what's actually working best for the community what's what's giving people life what's um, mm. what's sustainable for us um so yeah at this stage it's 100 percent the sukuma white show and that's like, we're happy to offer it. And as, as you said before, like I have the capacity to lead music, both of us, Adrian is the tech geek, so we can make this happen. It's fine, but it's, um, it's, it may not be sustainable for, for a huge amount longer, I guess. And who knows how long this shutdown will be. Um, I guess the other thing in terms of like, it's not just about worship, although worship is one thing that we're continually reviewing is, you know, doing things like having people pre-filming the Bible reading or, uh, potentially having guest preachers going into the future, doing things around justice and building community. So I know our student house yesterday, we're writing letters to local MPs around um, work rights for, for migrant workers. And um, yeah, people are, people are often volunteering to call up um, elderly members of the congregation and that kind of thing, which I think we're happy to, like we're, we're, we're wanting to promote. So mm. um, the things that would, we would normally do as church, um, people are finding ways to do in new and fresh mm. ways. I think it's also, I know I find it hard to even imagine the length of time, probably partly. A, <laughs> I don't want to answer the question because I don't want that, that to be our reality. Mm. Yeah, sure. And uh, Rads, 
just before you, I think you didn't give enough credence to Adrian's ability on the cajon. Uh, <laughs> looking forward. He has to not yet uh, expressed his gifts oh. uh, via online streaming, but we want to try and make that happen soon. Yeah, we, we, we haven't done the testing to find out what a, a <laughs> drum sound through our microphone does yet. So we want to do that before we engage that. Hopefully, it doesn't sound yeah. like a bomb going off. You know, <laughs> I did do some drumming on the table uh, during one of the a okay. couple of the songs on Sunday. Train so progress. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, thank you so much. I'm going to give you a question without notice and give you not enough time to answer. Sure. Um, but And we are going to do an episode on this uh, in the coming weeks. But last week, the Uniting Church Assembly uh, gave permission for digital Eucharist. Mm. Is Leichhardt going to offer a digital Eucharist in the coming months? Uh, yeah, so it uh, turns out we uh, the Assembly is doing a, a sort of a... a uh, worship sharing thing where they're asking different churches and ministers to provide worship on the assembly page uh, every every Sunday at, at 10 o'clock and we are fortunate enough to be doing this Easter Sunday uh, service from so our, our like out service will be streamed from the assembly page this week and yeah we're going to be doing uh, the communion. communion virtual communion or whatever you want to call it yeah. um, this Sunday. very very kind of if you would like to take part with your own yeah, bread and sure. wine on juice great if not that's fine Sure. Oh, fantastic. Like I said, uh, we're, we're hoping to get a few, uh, a few people on to rip into this. Um, it, there's been some very strong reactions, um, but uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, people can, can still participate. Rads and Adrian, uh, thank you for being part of the podcast and for uh, your leadership up there at Leichhardt and to the wider church. Um, I hope uh, you continue to, uh, you know, experiment and to lead with courage and hope. And thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Really excited uh, to kick this off with Pastor Sam Jew, or Reverend Sam Jew, uh, down here in Melbourne. Sam, do you want to say g'day to everyone and tell us a bit about who you are and where you're in ministry? G'day. Um, my name is Sam Jew. I, uh, I, grad- I, I grew up in Sydney. But after doing my theological studies in the United States, I moved back to Melbourne, of all the places. And now I'm serving at a church, a Korean church, uh, as an uh, English ministry pastor. So I, it's a Korean church, and yet they do have an English congregation uh, that, that I attend to. And then uh, for about two and a half years, I've been taking care of the youth group as well. Um, and then the rest of the church things I do, uh, uh, the things that we do. Um, so everything else. <laughs> yeah, everything else. Yeah. And, and, and the Korean church of Melbourne is one of the larger uniting church congregations across Australia. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I mean, it's been a privilege to get to know you since I moved down here um, mm-hmm. to Melbourne and it's great to finally get you on this podcast. Um, Sam, we're having a chat about how churches are responding to COVID-19, the government enforced sort of quarantines, mm. um, social distancing, all these things. Uh, give, us, give us an insight into how uh, your church communities, you know, there's a few there, yeah. have adapted. Um, what's the impact been on the ground, mate? So I think the Korean community has been um, somewhat cautious about moving toward um, online worship, online presence, online whatever that we do nowadays. Yeah. 
um, only because they are very used to face-to-face -face meetings. Um, they're used to holding your hands, uh, giving you a hug, um, just doing things around the table um, that we share uh, every Sunday. Um, and not having that is very difficult. Um, and many of the elderly are actually finding it difficult. And we understand there is a real threat for the elderly um, mm. from COVID-19. And uh, that's what we've been kind of trying to avoid. And yet, as pastors, um, there are two other pastors that, that we are teaming up with um, for KCM. And um, we just, I mean, in this time of uncertainty, we are trying to um, find our footing in worship, um, in uh, just doing small groups as best, uh, as best we can. Yep. Um, so um, many of the elderly find, um, you know, uh, finding YouTube clips easy enough for them nowadays. Great. Um, so uh, we will send out a link for our Sunday worship livecast on YouTube. Uh, for the small groups, we will use um, Zoom meetings quite a bit. Uh, yep. So our church council has moved to Zoom nowadays. So everything is on um, online. Um, some training small groups uh, are being done with our senior pastor. Uh, but then, um, for, for me personally, um, because I'm doing ministries with uh, a bit younger crowd, uh, our move toward online has been rather quick and rather, um, it was better than the Korean side of our ministry. So uh, they're coming up with many ideas that I, I'm not used to. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have an IT background, so I, I, I basically do everything IT in the church. And even then, I'm, I'm very slow on catching up with all the online things. And <laughs> doing fellowship online, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not good at face-to-face, -to, -face, to tell you the truth. But um, doing fellowship online, I, I think that's even worse for me. Yeah, um, okay. Just reading people's, I mean, I'm very used to reading people's face, reading people's body language. And, and I, I just get the sense of how they are doing just by looking at them. But then I can't do that through yeah. online. Sure. Um, Have they asked you to sign up for TikTok yet? <laughs> a lot of people have been telling me to subscribe and, and stuff. Yeah. But, oh, I um, think you should, mate. I think, <laughs> I, I think that would be great. Uh, I've been resisting. Has anything surprised you? Like, is there is something, has any of these shifts or anything that you've gone, wow, I, you know, because there's so much anxiety around this and, and mm. people and churches are trying to catch up and, but has anything surprised you? Anything that, um, an unintended consequence of this, you think? Unintended consequences. Um, I mean, I think all of a sudden, a lot of people has been, has become experts on IT. <laughs> so a lot of people would tell me what to do um, yep. without knowing what we have and what kind of equipments we have and what kind of funds you actually need to provide yeah. for that. Sure. So um, I've been hearing a lot of flack uh, from all sides of congregation. Um, I don't know. Um, it needs to be quick, but then it needs to be also um, measured. Yep. I think that's the word. Sure. Um, and yeah. And... Uh, last question, and, and before we hit record, we acknowledge this isn't an easy question. 
Um, do you have a sense of, of what's sustainable long-term? Like imagine that we've got another two or three months with these sort of conditions. Yeah. Um, do you, have, you, have you as a leader or your church considered uh, what the, you know, the medium term uh, strategy might be? Um, I mean, we're still looking for a date when um, the public gatherings will be laxed a bit. Um, yeah. So even having 10 or 20 people in worship, we will gladly take that. Um, yeah. So we're looking for, for, for those days, days when we will see our um, members face to face. I mean, I don't think there is an, an, a definite long-term or mid-term kind of goal um, that we set. We're just looking for that um, yeah, relaxation of, of um, restriction program probably. Yeah, sure. I mean, the things that we're doing online, um, they're good. But these are desperate measures for desperate times. Um, I mean, we've been looking to expand our, our online presence, but then, I mean, yeah, it's just that. Um, yeah. Doing things online, yes, it works uh, when physical meetings are restricted, but then when physical, you know, restrictions are lifted, um, yeah, I mean, doing everything face-to-face I think it will be a priority. Um, but again, you know, being an IT guy, you know, always looking to do something online. Um, I mean, Korean people are very used to doing things online. Okay. Yeah, so um, a lot of people would go and listen to other churches in Korea, even though they live in Melbourne. Yep. Um, so um, sermons from Korea, sermons from the United States. Um, I mean, I, 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 I know a lot of young people listen to John Piper, Tim Keller, um, all that. Um, But then, you know, that does not provide you with sustenance. That does not provide you with pastoral care. Um, You really need a physical person that you can um, really lean on. Uh, You really need a shoulder to lean on. uh, Um, So uh, I don't think you can do that online. Yes, you can come together. Um, I mean, last Wednesday when we did, you know, 10 p.m., you know, the prayers together throughout the world, I, th- I felt there was a presence of God um, during that time. And yet, um, I don't think we can count on that every single time. Um, I mean, that could be my skepticism. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I think, uh, oh, I think uh, a lot of what you're saying there is resonating. And, and, uh, and whilst this period... Um, might encourage us to blend better as we, you know, as we reemerge, might be able to blend the physical and the digital better than perhaps we have. Um, says someone who often will spend longer in the car driving to a meeting than the actual meeting itself. Um, but yeah, the, that sense of this, the dependency and the comfort from physical interaction, I think um, is what people are missing is what we're grieving at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Sam, mean, thank you for your time. I want to uh, finish by, you know, giving you a bit of cred. Um, it's been an absolute privilege. I've been able to come along to the youth group and the Sunday services at KCM a few times now and uh, Cornerstone, uh, which is the English speaking sort of second gen community out of KCM. And, um, and I've got to know some of the people there and, and call them friends. And, and it has been a really encouraging community to get to know. So. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I can take any credit for that. No, I was going to say, <laughs> in, and that is in no small part due to your leadership and uh, your pastoring of them. So, so well done and be encouraged. And uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast, mate. Thank you, mate. There we have it, friends. Uh, Thanks again to Rads, Adrian, and Sam for joining us. I hope that maybe you felt inspired or found some hope or maybe just some comfort that we're all making this up as we go along. Uh, However your community is responding, I hope that you are finding enough wins to be encouraged and enough errors to keep you humble. Uh, That's certainly the case here at the podcast studios. We will be back next week. Uh, I hope you do have a wonderful Easter. It's not too late to join us on the Easter message. Head to ucayouth.org.au, especially if you're a young person. Uh, We're going to journey over the Easter weekend using text messages and Zoom meetings. We're going old school, retro technology vibes. Uh, But if not, that's fine. Have a wonderful Easter. We'll be back next week. And you, friends, have completed work experience.